Hey, Visibility Hackers, and welcome back to the Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Molly from VisibilityHacking.com, and as usual, it's an absolute pleasure, my friends. Here on the Lifelong Podcast this season, we're diving into the psychology of engagement. In other words, psychology for marketers and how we can use these brilliant psychological tricks, these psychological tools, and this psychological understanding. And how can we use that in our own programs, in our coaching businesses, and in our marketing materials? Well, today we're doing just that. Today we're talking about transformational learning. So if you're interested, stay tuned. Here we go. Tap into the psychology of engagement and more. This is where we talk about life, learning, and everything in between. This is the Lifelong Podcast, a show for those of you who love to ask why. Because we're marketers. Because we're coaches. Because we're change makers. Each week, we dive into the big questions and explore the psychology of engagement with strategies, tactics, and special guests along the way. Now, here's your guide, the visibility hacking queen herself, Coach Molly. Welcome to transformational learning. <laughs> transformational learning is a theory that was developed by this guy, over here, Jack Misro, and he talked about uh, how we can have a better understanding, not just of the things that we're learning, but how we fit into the world around us and how that information will actually transform who we are. And so often in marketing, we're talking about the stories that we create and the narrative that we tell the world in order to bust the false beliefs of our prospective clients so that they know they so that we end up positioned as the best solution to their problems. Right. And this has to do with telling stories that help people that help paint the picture of transformation for your audience. And so this is so important and I'm surprised that we haven't been talking about this specific concept before in marketing. So I'm glad I get to do it with you guys. So transformational learning at its absolute core is a transformation of one's basic worldview. So when you're developing your webinar, for example, and you're putting that script together, ultimately every single slide should be developed, every single story, every epiphany bridge should be designed to help transform the worldview of your listener. Because they're going to start with looking at your vehicle, looking at whatever it is you do and saying, well, there's an excuse I can come up with. That's ah, not for me. I don't have the money. I don't, whatever. They're going to come up with all of these excuses. They're going to be stuck in, in worldview number one. And you need to get them to change their opinion. You need to get them to transform so that they see the world the way that you do here on this side after you've gone through that change. You need them to realize that your prolific vehicle is the opportunity that's going to change the game for them. But first and foremost, they need to have that change in their worldview. Transformational learning has a threefold objective. The first one is understanding. So is what you are teaching, does the skill that you have, is your prolific vehicle going to help your student better understand the world around them or better understand a part of their business that they need to move forward with or a part of their lifestyle that they need to move forward with? 
The second thing, the second objective is test. So can this, does this allow your student to better test the world around them? and better understand, having that knowledge to be able to actually play around with things. And the third thing is, does what you are teaching actually help your student recreate that better opportunity? So uh, do they understand the world better because of the knowledge you are teaching them? Does this, is this knowledge enough um, ingrained in them that they're able to actually go out and explore and play with that information? Or are they, kind of holding on to um, uh, holding on to very l small amounts of information that they can only really recreate what you have created. They don't have that inf they don't have enough fluency with the information to actually start testing stuff. So that would be a failure. A lot of programs are built on giving people s information to understand and then information to recreate, but they're not giving them the information they need to play around to test and to innovate with. So that's our job as coaches. So if we actually look at the steps that have been developed for transformation, uh, transformational learning experience, uh, we can actually apply them to our marketing and to our coaching businesses as well. So let's go through them step by step and check them out. The first one is your disorienting dilemma. This is going to be where you tell them the story that's going to paint the picture of what you were like before. This is the before your epiphany bridge moment, your origin story. You're going to show them how discombobulated they, you were at one point, and you're going to help them get into that position as well. You're going to help them feel like the world is not quite right and that they need that change. You're going to stir up that dis-ease, that feeling of unease in them. The second step is self-examination, and this happens through storytelling as well. This is where we want them to feel like they are part of the story. So when we're designing our webinars, for example, we don't just want to rely on a single case study. We don't just want to rely on you being the perfect example that your frameworks work. We want to have more than one case study example because we want to make sure that there are multiple facets of this story being told that are going to be able to resonate with your people. I think back to Funnel Hacking Live where there's 5,000 people in a room and each and every one of the speakers spoke to a different segment of the community there. They each were able to bring parts of their stories forward that made connections in the audience. That's your job too. And when we do that, we position our listeners to have this moment where they go, wait, I need to self-examine myself because now I see a connection to that story. I see myself in that person's shoes. I see myself in that story of discomfort. I'm listening. The third phase is giving them that sense of alienation. And we don't do too much of this in marketing, but what we want to do is help them realize that that, that, that feeling, that story you're telling, that origin story is where they are. That's step two. But then it's also a lonely and it's a bad place to be. We want to show them what they are missing out on um, and also kind of point to the things that aren't going so well um, where they are right now. Kind of light that fire under their butts, for example. 
The next step is relating discontent to others. So that's helping them again, realize the connections to the other uh, case studies. So we do this in a webinar by not just having your case study example happen once in your webinar, but mentioning it again at the end, bringing up that, um, that memory cue of, oh yeah, remember that story? Well, that's you. <laughs> remember that story? Well, that's, that's you too. <laughs> Step five is explaining um, options of the new behavior. And that's where you paint the picture as the ultimate example. That's where your story and your case studies get to shine. It's in that social proof. So now they've gotten this idea that, okay, they are, they are in with this story. This is a solution for them. They are in this place of discomfort and alienation. We don't like it, but we see that there's actually a, an option for us. There is a way that we can make a change in our behavior. And if we do that, we can have something better. So step number six is huge for coaches. And this is where we establish and we build that confidence in new and exciting ways for our people. This is where when we give them that information, when we give, show them the tools and we help them achieve that new learning and that new experience, that's when we're able to really help them build that confidence in their skill, in their ability to do that change. We comfort them through that process. And then at the end of that little journey, they're able to do the skill on their own with confidence. That's the secret to instilling that behavior and helping it last on and on and on. The next thing we want to do is to plan a course of action. And when you design your coaching programs accordingly, when they have that visual path where people can see where they are now, where they need to go, and at any point along the journey, they know where they are. It's kind of a GPS for your program in another way. But what I want you to do is make sure that your program is designed that way so that people can follow themselves, people know where they are in the journey, and then make sure that your program is designed around frameworks that these students can replicate. Because once they know the path of learning, then they're going to go granular and they're going to make sure that they have repli replicable paths that they can do when they need to bring the skill up again, when they need, when they meet a problem and they know this is the solution, this framework I'm going to bring out and I'm going to apply to this situation. The next thing you want to do is step number eight, which is knowledge to implement the plans. So not only do you have the frameworks that they can just easily pull out and apply, but they know the theory and the, and the story behind it. I've seen way too many coaching programs that are simply about how to do it. They don't actually show your people how to think. They don't actually show your people the skills that they need in order, remember I mentioned it before, to play around, to experiment, to test. And that comes from giving them just enough of that back information for them to be able to have that confidence in what they're doing. And this is so important because if you as a course designer spend all of your time building this one course and then the software changes, there's an update. There's a new competitor on the market. There's a new way of doing things. You then have to redesign your entire course. 
If on the other hand, you design your program with the objective of making sure that your people have the skills to understand, to test, and to recreate, then you're designing a program that can be a lot more evergreen. It's a program that you're not going to have to update on a regular basis because your people are learning to think for themselves. Your people are learning to apply the simple skills that you are teaching to wider and bigger projects. It's so, so key because wasted time you can never get back. The ninth step, we're almost at the end, the ninth step is experimenting with new roles. And this is where, after we've taught our people, this is where we raise to release. We can either give them projects to work on or we give them a buffer space where we can give reflection and pointers on the work that they're doing. It's kind of like um, training wheels for your bicycle in another way. <laughs> This is important because this is going to be that transition. And this is where most coaching programs fail. Most programs will take your money, you'll go through the program, and then that's it. Your program's done. Moving on. This, this ninth step, this experimenting with new roles, is the secret to lasting success. And it's the secret to getting clients who are actually going to ascend the value ladder with you. They're going to grow with you. And when you have them in this protected space where they're experimenting with the new skills that you have given them, in that space, you can learn so much from them and you can learn what your next product development is going to be, how you can solve the, the problems that they're giving you in that moment, in that phase of their learning. So and a great, a great example of this would be Catherine Jones CF Design School. So you can go through the program, you can take as long as you want, or you can do it all in a weekend, for example. And then that next phase, that experimenting of roles phase, uh, I should back up. In CF Design School, what you learn a very specific skill of designing web pages, of designing funnels. So in this, this new role, there are so many new possible roles. You could be a funnel designer. You could be an intensive seller. You could sell more strategy on the back end. You could be an agency or you could just be designing your own funnels. You could be a course designer. There's so many different options for you. But what they've done when they've designed this program is that there is the, the intensive learning of the course itself. And then there's the community and how they nurture the community. In there, they have weekly coaching calls with coaches that are going to work specifically on sales, on design, on conversions, etc., etc. That way, anytime students have questions or concerns or roadblocks in that journey to becoming that new person, becoming that ideal that they want, that transformation, picking up that new role, while they're on that journey, if they have questions, comments, concerns, the coaches are there to address that. So it's the secondary phase. First phase is when you're in the program, you're learning the skill, they have uh, coaches and guides to help reinforce that skill. And then there's the secondary phase where you're experimenting with that new role, you're working with that skill, and they're able to nurture that through their community of coaches. And that's an absolutely amazing example. And the final step in the transformational learning process is reintegration. And this is where they are completely released from the nest and they're able to join back and use their new skill. They are fully integrated into that new role. And so how do you reinforce that? 
I'm going to come back to Catherine Jones and CF Design School. The way that she reinforces that and she helps create that reintegration is by having a graduation ceremony every few months where she celebrates the new graduates as well as celebrating the, the students who have graduated and how they are ascending in terms of their income, in terms of accomplishing their goals as well. So this is pretty pretty um, fantastic of a framework, I think, when it comes to designing courses and designing marketing messages that are going to help your people actually have impactful transformational learning experiences. Remember, always, always come back to this three questions. Is what you are teaching helping your people better understand the world around them? Is what you are teaching helping your students um, in giving them the skills that they need in order to test and analyze and question and innovate? And finally, is what you are teaching helping your students ultimately recreate the success that you have had and that your case studies have had? If you can answer yes to all of those questions and you followed through on this simple 10-step framework, then my friends, I promise you, you're going to see an incredible change in your people, a huge impact in your people, and a deep relationship within the community of your people. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining me for today on this episode of the Lifelong Podcast, Psychology of Engagement. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you again in our next episode. Until then, remember, I'm Coach Molly, and I love you. Be excellent to each other.